I'm hitting record, I'm checking my sound, I'm there. Hello, this is the Faith in Kids podcast. We're for whole families. How old are you? Where are you? Where are you on your way to? What are you doing? You're on holiday. And we are living the best life. Are you? I'm Jam. He's Ed. You're in the right place. Episode six. The best life is the blessed life. We're with Jesus sitting up a hill and he's telling us what the best life is. It's the bit of the Bible called the Beatitudes. It's only eight sentences, but it's eight ways to live the best life. Each one starts, blessed are those who... And today, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. See God? We'll get to see God? That's a thing. Because at the moment, we can't. I mean, I can't. But living the best life means we'll see God with our own heavenly eyeballs in front of us, face to face, touch his nose. No messing. Jam, can we whip around? We certainly can. Here is the whip around question. When was the last time you got really wet and muddy? I took my family up a hill in Scotland looking for deer. I didn't quite realise how well deer can smell you coming and run so I just kept walking through the mud until everyone was wet from the knees down. I was unpopular. I think we saw one deer's head a very long way away. I had other stories like that but the one that I particularly remember is going to I think it was Moores Valley Country Park and the path the pathways were quite confusing and so I thought, well, if I just cut across here, I don't think, I think we to get there. So all I just need to do is kind of leap over this little stream, carrying my daughter in one arm. And in I went. You know, when the water goes above your wellies, it was going in my wellies. It was going on my daughter. She did not find this funny. My wife, however, thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and I thought it was quite funny. My daughter found this even less funny that we were not as upset as she was. But anyway, um, that was when we got wet and muddy. I'm sure if you have a chat, you have at least one of those stories when you got really wet and muddy. Not just sort of wet, but the muddy, muddy, mud, mud. Until the point when it smells, Jam. Real mud smells. Cakes on. Oh, my goodness. Okay, have a chat about that.
I hope you taught mud. I hope there was a laugh in it for the families, but no one cried remembering it. Jam, why are we talking about mud? Well, we're talking about purity, the pure in heart. So I thought we're going to talk about some pure water in a moment. So I just thought muddy, muddy water, because Ed, I'm about to festoon you with some fun facts. Are you ready? Please, Jam, just get going. The first one is about pure water, because I know, Ed, that you love to swim in rivers. Is that right? Yeah, the key, Jam, is the faster the water's flowing, the cleaner it is. Okay, so have you have you swum in some muddy rivers? Uh, I, a little, and then when you do, you just keep your nose and mouth above it and say to the children, no swallowing. Right. And there is fun in that, particularly if you can dive down and just see the sunny murky brownness okay so the sunny murky brownness you're not really selling it ed swimming in rivers <laughs> but there we go i have a fun fact and this is for one of our listeners in chile martha got in touch not the martha from the bake-off but our friend martha who listens to the show got in touch and said a fun fact about chile which and i'll, I'll come to ours in a moment but she it's a really long thin country in south america it goes all the way down uh, the western side and she said, a fun fact for us, Ed, are you listening to this? S- totally Did you honest. know that Chile claims part of Antarctica? So when you get to the very south of America, you're only officially in the middle of the country. Wow. So you could stand on a bit of Antarctica and you'd still be in Chile. That's what Chile claim, at least. How everyone else feels about it, I don't know. But Martha, what you don't know about the southern tip of Chile is that some scientists have found the purest cleanest river water on earth scientist guido verbeck says the instruments we i'm gonna do a science voice the instruments we use to study the samples can detect two parts of chemicals per every million parts of water and here they detect nothing he said it is pure water can you imagine swimming in pure water, Ed? I guess we'd make it less pure by swimming in it. In my experience, Jam, the purest water is always the coldest. So you dive in and it goes... <laughs> so that's the downside, although you can at least swim with your mouth open. You can. Drink it up, kids. Drink it up. But you need to get to the south tip of Chile in order to do that, which is worryingly near the Antarctic. So uh, you might want to think twice about that. So that's pure water. Now, pure gold, Ed, here's a question for you. How many carats is pure gold? 18, 24 or 36? So if somebody says it's pure gold, is it 18 carat gold? Is it 24 carat gold or is it 36 carat gold? Uh, I'm going to say 24 carats. And I want to be clear, Jan, we're not talking the orange kind with the green sprouts on top. We are not talking the orange kind, which would be a fun way of measuring gold, but it isn't the way. Uh, Carrots, it's 24. You are correct. 24 karat gold is pure gold. That's how you measure it. But the reason that your ring, that your wedding ring is not 24 karat gold, it's probably 22, is you need a bit of copper or silver in it uh, so that it doesn't basically squish. Because gold is surprisingly squishy. Uh, So that's why... Uh, actually, pure gold isn't always what you want. Final pure fact, Ed. Okay. The largest pure diamond is called the Regent Diamond. It's on display in the Louvre. Where's that, Ed? That is in Paris. 
Have you been there? No. Head to the Eiffel Tower and turn left. That is excellent advice. You can also see the Mona Lisa there. Jam, this is one of these facts where I'm incredibly excited. I, I just did not know the world's purest diamond was in Paris. I want to it know is. more. Go. It's in the Louvre. It weighs 28 grams. Ooh. Do you know what else weighs 28 grams? About like a double A battery. So pick up a double A battery if you can. I've got one here. Double A battery in my hand. You can see it. I'm rolling it around on the camera, Ed, because we can see each other. How much is that diamond worth that weighs 28 grams? It's really, really pure. It's a 141 carat diamond. It's worth, any ideas? Seven million pounds. Keep going. 20 million pounds. It's seven times seven million pounds. It's 49 million pounds. Imagine a double A battery, but it's a diamond. It's worth 50 million Grimes. quid. I tried to look up what house you could buy in Britain for 50 million quid. And you can't. There aren't any for 50 million quid. I found a place in London for 35 million. Wow. So that is a really pure diamond that weighs 28 grams. And that purity gets, you know, it's going to cost you 50 million quid. Those are my purity fun facts, Ed. I think, Jam, you could probably hoover that diamond up by accident. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that big, is it? It's not that big. No, no. That would go straight up the hoover. It would rattle, but you wouldn't think twice. You'd just say, I said, that's a 2p piece or something, isn't it? Goodness I'm not me. stopping for that. Error. That would be an error. You'd be rummaging through your bins for that, wouldn't you, Ed? That is mind blowing. Jam, you've blown my mind. Honestly. I'm so pleased. That is always the aim, Ed, to blow Ed's mind. <laughs> now, Jam, we're all about purity today. Purity means not a mixture. No bits in it. No mess. No imperfection. Because Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. If our hearts are pure, it means we're all about living for Jesus. It means we're totally trusting him. And it probably means we're feeling great. It's the best life. We're going to have a reading now from Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 to 13. Listen out for who has a pure heart. Our reading is from Matthew chapter 8, starting at verse 5. Jesus went to the city of Capernaum. When he entered the city, an army officer came to Jesus and begged for help. The officer said, Lord, my servant is at home in bed. He can't move his body and is in much pain. And Jesus answered, I will go and heal him. Lord, I am not good enough for you to come into my house. All you need to do is command that my servant be healed and he will be healed. I myself am a man under the authority of other men, and I have soldiers under my command. I tell one soldier, go, and he goes. I tell another soldier, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and my servant obeys me. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. He said to those who were with him, I tell you the truth. This man has more faith than any other person I have found, even in Israel. Many people will come from the east and from the west. They will sit and eat with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. And those people who have the kingdom will be thrown outside into darkness. In that place, people will cry and grind their teeth with pain. Then Jesus said to the officer, Go home. 
Your servant will be healed just as you believed he would. And at that same time, his servant was healed. Do you know what I find with Lego buckets? There's always a Duplo block at the bottom. That shouldn't be there. Sometimes there's a plastic dinosaur. Who left a broken pencil in here? And why is there a big ball of blue tack stuck into the bits underneath? And where's this plastic bottle lid come from? Who's got the squash bottle without the lid? I don't even know how that bit got in there and what is it? Is your Lego like that or is it just mine? Perhaps yours is just Lego, pure Lego. But mine's always a mixture, a messy mix of bits and pieces, a thing from there and a what's it from here. Some of the bits are useful, some are valuable. Sometimes I find money in my Lego or the pen I thought I'd lost. Ha, what have I got here? What have you got? Pure Lego or a messy mix? Jesus says the best life is a pure heart. A heart that is only about him. It's not a messy mix. It's not bits from here and thingy-me-bobs from there. Because so much can fill our hearts and minds. Oh, what will other people think if I do that? I'm worried about tomorrow. I've got a test. I've got a race. I've got a problem. How will I get what I want? How will I make sure they don't get it? How will I make sure I have the best time? I want it now. But a pure heart means... I know Jesus has me. By his spirit, he is making my heart purer. That pure diamond. Jesus will one day make our hearts like that diamond. Like that water in Chile. Nothing there except the diamond. Just as I pick out the plastic dinosaur and the Duplo from my Lego, Jesus is picking out my fears, my selfishness, my sin, and he is making my heart totally pure so I can trust him. He has me. I don't need to worry what others think. I don't need to worry if it looks difficult or painful. He will see me through. You heard in our story the centurion. A man in charge of soldiers, absolutely not a Jew, not from God's people. He'd heard of Jesus. He came to see him. He came to Jesus with someone precious to him. He'd left him at home who was extremely poorly, hurting, suffering, crying out. Can you imagine if one of your family was like that, hurting, screaming? You'd find anyone who could help. Quick, Jesus, get in here. Jesus is on the way. Let's go. Let's get there. Leave this to me. Jesus can heal him. We're all fine. Except the centurion stops and says, Lord, I am not good enough for you to come into my house. All you need to do is command that my servant be healed and he will be healed. The centurion says, no, 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 no need, Jesus. You stay there. Not one step more. Heal him from there. Just like that. Off you go. You don't need to touch him or even see him. What? You don't go to your parent and say, I'm hungry, but don't give me any food. Just say the word and my tummy will be full. You don't go to your teacher and say, I need some glue, but don't give me a glue stick. Just say the word and my craft will be stuck together. Jesus said in reply, I tell you the truth. 
This man has more faith than any other person I have found, even in Israel. Many people will come from the east and from the west. They will sit and eat with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. The centurion had a pure heart and Jesus loved it. This centurion trusted Jesus. He was absolutely certain his servant would be healed. Not worried it would be a bit too difficult for Jesus. Not worried that he didn't trust Jesus enough. Not worried he wasn't good enough for Jesus. Not worried that Jesus would be too busy to notice. He just trusted Jesus. You get that it's not that the centurion was amazing. It's the centurion was sure Jesus was amazing. The centurion is not the hero of this story. Jesus is the hero and the centurion knew it. And Jesus said, his pure heart, because he totally trusts, without fear, he will see God. Jesus said this centurion will be there at the party in heaven. When you and I arrive, we can talk to him about it. I know a poorly little boy who's had to have operations, tubes, machines, medicines, tears and soreness. That little boy can say, Jesus is looking after me. I can trust him. Whatever happens to me, he is in charge. I'm all right. I know a girl worried about her next test at school. She thinks she doesn't know enough. She thinks everyone must know more than her. She's scared of getting the lowest mark. Her and I talked about it. She can say, Jesus loves me. Even if I do come last, even if I can't answer a single question, he won't love me less. He won't love me more if I got all the marks. He just loves me. A pure heart means trusting Jesus completely and we'll see God. Let me pray. Father, we would love pure hearts because it sounds easier. Worrying less, fretting less, sleeping more, being sure, feeling peace. Father, by your spirit, please do this miracle and make our hearts as pure as that diamond. We look forward to the day you'll finish that work. But until then, keep on doing it and help us to understand our part. Trying, praying, hoping. And we cannot wait to see you face to face. Amen. Amen. Lots to chat about in Ed's Got Questions. Hey, under fives, what did Jesus do for the centurion's friend without even seeing him? Fives to sevens, what did the centurion think of Jesus? Eights to elevens, none of us have a totally pure heart. What are some of the thoughts and worries that get in the way of you trusting Jesus completely? Over 11s, 
if you knew one day you would see Jesus face to face, how does that make decisions today different? You can press pause now and have a chat about those questions or you can press pause and we can have a sketch about that reading from the point of view of the servant who was being healed. Everything hurts. Everything. Ow. It's okay. Just get some rest. My arms. My elbows. Ow. My hands. My fingers. Ow. My legs, my knees, my feet. Ow. Yes, yes, it sounds awful. My neck. Ow. My head. Oh, ow. My eyes, my ears, my nose. Ow. My mouth when I speak. Just saying this hurts. Ow. Well, try not speaking. I could, but then you won't hear me if I need something. Ow. Well, everything you need is here. And our master is trying to get help. No one can help me. Ow. Well, if anyone can, it's our master. He's a good man. He is. Ow. A really ow. Good ow, man. Ow. Pure in art. And you know where he's gone? Where? Ow. To find Jesus who can heal the sick. And you're very sick. I am. Ow. Very ow. And that noise downstairs is everyone tidying the house and beating the rugs and cleaning and washing up in case Jesus comes. I mean, someone like him in the house of a soldier. I should go and help. Oh, don't go. I need you to mop my brow. Brow? Not ow. No, my brow. On my head, above my eyes. Here. You're pointing with a finger at your head and you've not said ow. Oh. Oh? Not ow? No, not ow. Oh. Are you feeling better? I think I do. I feel great. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to get up. Now! Now? Not ow? No, not ow! Now! I'm up! I'm better! In fact, I'm going to go downstairs and help with the cleaning. Except Jesus doesn't need to come. Not now. Unless he healed you from a distance. Maybe. Come on, let's go downstairs. Ah! Are you okay? Ow. Martha, in Chile, thank you for sending us an email. It's that simple. Podcast at faithinkids.org. Tell us your story. And we do read them. You might get mum or dad to send the email for us if you don't have email. I know email is for old people, so you might have to ask an old person to send the email on your behalf. We love to read them and we read all of them. And sometimes we'll mention them in the show. But we won't if you don't want us to. That's fine too. Thanks so much for listening. The summer has still got some weeks to go. Don't worry. Don't panic. Episode seven and eight will be coming along in the next week and the next two weeks. And then there'll be a back to school episode two. So keep it here. Have a great rest of week. Enjoy your summer. Speak to you next time. Bye bye. Bye.
Cheerio. Hey, under fives. What did Jesus do for the centurion's friend without even seeing him? Fives to sevens. What did the centurion think of Jesus? Eights to elevens. None of us have a totally pure heart. What are some of the thoughts and worries that get in the way of you trusting Jesus completely? Over elevens. If you knew one day you would see Jesus face to face, how does that make decisions today different? Five to 